On to our test drive uh, part of this podcast. And today's uh, episode has two vehicles that are very different. And we've dri driven them in horribly different conditions. <laughs> and conditions that both of these vehicles are not really driven in. And that's what makes them very, those test drives, very interesting. Uh, for your part, um, you were in uh, northern Quebec with a very, very, very luxurious vehicle and driving it <laughs> in in the deep, deep snow and 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 uh, everything the uh, the snowy roads has to offer what what happened on your 2023 Rolls-Royce Ghost test drive exactly so the car in question is the uh, the Rolls-Royce uh, Ghost which of course now comes standard with all-wheel drive so that's why uh, the people at Rolls-Royce decided to do uh, Uh, an event which they called Ghost on Ice. Oh. And so that was the whole point about it is to go up to uh, the Laurentian Mountains in, in Quebec and drive around in a $400,000 plus V12 turbocharged. Was it the, bla the, the Black Badge? Yeah, we had, we had both. You we had, had the, you had the, we had the regular Ghost well. and we had the Black Badge Ghost. That's the way you should, uh, okay. you should call it. Not Ghost Black Badge, but Black Badge Ghost. That, gotcha. That's the way they... Like the GR Corolla. Exactly. Right? <laughs> There you go. So, um, yeah. So, all-wheel drive, obviously. Uh, large car. Large car, heavy car. Um, V12, like I said. Uh, so, in terms of... Uh, terms of power you know you're looking at 563 uh, 563 horsepower 627 pounds feet of torque wow you're looking at you know moving from uh, zero to 100 in you know just under five seconds so it's it's really quick for such a large large beast and of course you know the all-wheel drive is um Is was sourced with uh, BMW, but tuned differently. So, obviously, for the the different handling characteristics and the dynamics of the of the Ghost, you know, of course, they're looking more in terms of uh, ride comfort. They're looking at you know quiet, you know, quietness in the cabin, yes. things like that. So, the thing about this thing is that it's got obviously it's got an automatic gearbox. You don't feel any of the shifts. I mean, you know, it's it's like smooth, it's gliding. exactly smooth as butter. Even when you've got your foot all the way down to the floor, that's the only time you can hear the engine really in the car. The rest of the time, it's like despite the fact that it's a V12 engine, exactly. So. <laughs> it's almost like you're driving down the road and you can look, you you can hear the clock ticking, you know, right. <laughs> the analog <laughs> clock on the dashboard, almost like that. And also, what's uh, what's cool about it is the the suspension system obviously the front suspension of of the ghost and the fact that it's linked to cameras that are in the car and also to the gps system so the car actually anticipates what the driver is going to require and oh. so that affects the, the the transmission sometimes it will you know keep the gear a little bit longer because it knows that you're going to be braking soon for a corner that's coming things like that right and um Obviously, the uh, front suspension, it's called the planar suspension system. It's a very sophisticated uh, system, which makes the car, you know, really, you know, literally gives this car this magic carpet ride that uh -huh. you keep talking about. It's true. This car is, just glides over, over things. It's, it's like it's no compromise amazing. comfort. Yeah. With... On the, you know, you know how roads are in Quebec in winter. Sometimes you have these little potholes and yes. things like that. And there's a little bit of rumbling going on and, and, and things like that. With this car, there's a bit of cognitive dissonance taking place because sometimes you'll see a pothole 
And as you go over it, you might hear it, but you won't feel it. Because, the because the camera sees it and yeah. it kind of but adapts. But you don't, you don't feel it. Uh, you know, it doesn't move the steering wheel or anything. And sometimes you see it, you feel it, but you don't hear it. So <laughs> there's always, <laughs> okay, there's always something the missing, you know? <laughs> so um, that's what makes it uh, a little bit un uncanny. Obviously, you know, they're very expensive cars, you know, like over $400,000. Right. Plus, there's no such thing as a base Rolls Royce anymore. All of these cars have been personalized or optioned, you know, to the point to, 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 to the, the specs that the owner wants. So, yes. Uh, yeah, there probably are no, no two Rolls Royce ghosts uh, alike anywhere on the, on the planet. Right. <laughs> you know, limited production, but also the fact that you can spec just about everything you want. Um, obviously, you know, huge fuel consumption. That's, that's a given. Yeah, that's not even. Um, a... But like I said, you know, the, that smooth carpet ride that you feel in the, in the summer, it's, it's also there in, in the winter. And it's mm -hmm. quite, quite uncanny. Do, uh, does, does Rolls Royce say that more, more car, more, you know, we, we always think that Rolls Royce have been, owners have, are being driven all yeah, the time. Yeah. Do more, do you think that more, more people, what more of the, these owners drive the cars now and, and the driver thing is, is, is this, a thing of the, the past? This, they say with the ghost, it's almost 100% driven. Oh, wow. Uh, that's the interesting. The owner drives his car. Yeah. Especially also now with the, with the all-wheel drive, because, you know, before maybe they would, you know, use the car during the summer days or whatever, and then they would put it away for the winter. But right. Right. Now, yeah, you wouldn't do any serious off-roading with it, but nevertheless, you know, if there's a snowy road on the way up to the, the chalet, it's not a problem. You know, right. The car can take it, the car can handle it. And just because it's winter doesn't mean that you have to give up on luxury. That's the way they sell this car. And like I said, you know, 99 point something of the uh, owners of this car uh, drive it. Yeah. And also, but don't forget, you know, typical Rolls-Royce owner also has... Six or seven other yeah, cars in the garage. Bentleys and, yeah. and yeah. yeah. So they have that. So there's a bit of that. Uh, and of course, you know, if they're going out on the town, maybe they'll have somebody chauffeur them around because, you know, it's easier that way. But uh, just that, you know, most of the, the ghost owners uh, drive themselves, even some phantom owners also now. That's uh, interesting. Drive their, their cars themselves. Okay. Yeah. Um, for my part, I uh, went uh, to Morocco uh, with the Porsche to drive the uh, Porsche 2023 Porsche 911 Dakar. Now, uh, the Dakar... Did you get stuck? I, I didn't. <laughs> I did not because, and I'll tell you why a little bit later, there's, there's a trick to not getting stuck. And it's... Uh, I, I wouldn't say the same for some of the people I was traveling yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've uh, heard about some yeah, of our, yeah. one of our colleagues from yes. the Globe and Mail, <laughs> Mr. Richardson. Wink, wink. Yes, uh, yes. Apparently beached himself quite well. Yes, and it gave me the opportunity to do my stand-up video in front of the vehicle <laughs> and all sorts of things because we, we had it. We had uh, just to explain, we they they kind of parachuted us in the middle of the desert in Morocco, and it was a horde of uh, 911 Dakar's waiting for us. Uh, the 911 Dakar is. Uh, as you may know, if you read on the website or anywhere else, uh, where the uh, it kind of it kind of reminisces the uh, the Paris Dakar winner in, in the nineteen eighties, which was a very very special car at the time because it was very light compared to all the heavy off road vehicles that were participating in in, in that race, and um, that's the key. Uh, one of the key parts of the vehicle now it's it's based on uh, the nine eleven GTS, and. Uh, 
However, uh, a whole bunch of, of, of suspension parts yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, characteristics have been added, but it uses the same engine. Uh, it's a three liter, six cylinder flat uh, tur twin turbo uh, unit with uh, 473 foot pounds of uh, uh, horsepower and 420 foot pounds of torque. So you have plenty of power, uh, Porsche power. Uh, it has uh, some cooling bits from the turbo to be able to handle a little bit more heat in the desert, obviously. Um, <clears throat> this vehicle is made for that. Will it be brought in the desert or off-road from the owners? We'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, Porsche wanted to make sure that we did. And but what about like ride height and suspension components? Because that, that's got to be, and obviously wheels and tires. Yeah. If you're going to do that kind of driving on sand, so the, all of that has to be upgraded and adapted. Yeah, the 911 Dakar has a 30 millimeter uh, suspension uh, um, uh, lift over the GTS and up to 50 millimeters additional depending on the driving mode you're using. So oh, yeah, there's okay. two other drive modes. So to, a, a total of 80 millimeter more than a 911 uh, GTS, wow, which is pretty goddamn high, you yeah, know? Exactly. And the two modes, you know, you, you get in the car, the, 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 it's it's typical 911, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like layout, luxury, comfort, uh, driving position, all the same. But you see, when you twist it, the drive selector mode, it, you see rally and off-road. Wow. And which is, makes it, makes it a lot different than all the 911s you, you and I, yeah. you know, have driven. Obviously, it, it uh, affects throttle control. Yes. And, and engine transmission, transmission and, everything. And, and everything. And the all-wheel drive system. And, um, yeah. yeah. And, and what's, what's interesting with a Dakar is that all these bits and pieces should, it, it, uh, you know, even the wheels, the heavier wheels, yeah. the Pirelli all-terrain tires. Yeah. Uh, if you see the pictures on the website, the, on, on my review, you'll see how these tires don't seem to belong on a 911, <laughs> but but they magically do on this car. And it should add a lot of weight, you know, yeah. and obviously... Uh, unsprung weight to boot. Unsprung yeah. weight to yeah. boot with yeah. the yeah. wheels and tires. But at Porsche, I think with a non-compromising uh, mentality saying it, you, you, uh, a 911, a heavy 911 is out of the question, right? Yeah, you exactly. can't do that. Mm. So they replaced uh, the uh, the the uh, the front bonnet with uh, the GT3 RS front bonnet, okay? wow. which is the uh, a plastic yeah, unit yeah. reinforced with carbon fiber. Yeah. The seats, the same uh, plastic uh, reinforced with, with with carbon fiber, just adjustable in one way, but still you know very uh, uh, supportive, very very light units. Uh, rear seating is gone, um, yeah, uh, re <laughs> replaced with a roll cage. So yeah. you know that's 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 a bit of a trade-off, a little bit heavier. All in all, the vehicle is only 10 kilos more than the 911 GTS. That's amazing. Well, it's, that's amazing yeah, with, yeah. With, with with that type of hardware, all the yeah. gear that's on it. Uh, it does have a 12 volt volt uh, plug on the roof for for uh, LED light bars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has all kinds of of little you know off-road bits. But what makes it really really interesting is the attack angles. Um, and yeah, that, because you know that's that's significant if you're going to go up uh, up a dune or down on the other side and things like that. So. Yeah, because you know, like we were the first days we were driving it, uh, it was uh, you know the hardest thing for me to get used to was the like the funk and buds yeah. of like the bang <laughs> of, of all the rocks going into the wheel wells yeah, and, and, yeah. and the hitting the, the, yeah. the undercarriage, yeah. which is protected by yeah, stainless yeah. steel plates. But but still, you're taking it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car, you know, and, and and you know, like you're just you're just very very stressed. But we've learned, you know, over the course of two days that the vehicle is kind of made for that. And and you know, the the I was talking about the angles earlier. It's the the approach angle of six. 
16.1 degrees and breakover angles of 19 degrees, which makes it similar to a Macan or a Cayenne. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know so you're not going to go rock climbing, forget no, about it. Not, but, but going off road is possible. And the last part of the, the, the drive was obviously uh, in the dunes, where yeah. where driving this vehicle was a totally different ball game than driving the land cruisers that was that were there to rescue us if we got <laughs> us into the sink of shame, you know, China, which I didn't, but someone else did. And Mr. Richardson, Mr. we're <laughs> talking about you. Regards <laughs> from from both of us. <laughs> and uh, I'm not the one who told you that. You, you read about it. <laughs> um, so the trick and. and And I'm going to end with that. The, the trick of driving in the sand has some similarities with driving in very deep snow. And it's not exactly the same dynamics, not the same weight of material. It's not the same uh, that the, the, the tires don't get saturated the same way. However, one must always keep the car busy. That's it. Keep you know, it moving, keep, get the it, keep it moving, yeah. keep the momentum, floor it if you have to, if you're yeah. going up or down, never stay Yeah. On top of a hill without yeah. the, the throttle on, and keep the <laughs> keep steering, the steering going because time, that's yeah. how you're digging out, digging out of the sand. Yeah. And we were going 100, 100 something, 150 kilometers, you know, an hour in 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 the wow. in, in the sand, and going up and down and up and down. And you can see on you know in the video that I did on the on the car guide, you'll see that I'm always trying to look over the steering wheel because <laughs> <laughs> seats aren't adjustable by height, but also trying to figure out what's on the under the, the so side. You, if, the, if, if there's a camel or a rock or something. <laughs> You, know? you, you needed a booster, is what you're uh, saying. Yeah, a booster seat for Louis. <laughs> anyway, all in all, very, very interesting car. Limited production, 2,500 units, probably all sold. Um, and uh, starting price of $247,000. Uh, uh, and then add on all the options that you want. Unfortunately, these cars are probably going to end up under weather control in weather control bubbles, and people are going to keep them. Uh, maybe a small, small percentage are going to are going to end up, you know, in the trails with, with crazy owners well, taking full advantage. You know, I know somebody who ordered one, and he plans on driving it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's such so. good news. You're ma you're making my day. You're making my day. That's great. I'm I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. So on to um, uh, the next uh, part of, uh, the, uh, for the next episode, I, actually, uh, the preview, next thing we're going to talk about on episode nine is the Toronto Auto Show. Toronto Auto Show has had a little bit more uh, manufacturers uh, sign up for it. And we're going to go, we're going to go see what they have in store for us, uh, namely Hyundai, Hyundai's uh, uh, unveiling on Canadian soil some of the, the concepts uh, it unveiled in Los Angeles. And also uh, the what we expect to be the f the uh, the end version of the Ionic 6, which is the codename RN22E uh, that Hyundai is planning to unveil for real because we obviously only saw uh, some pictures uh, from now. So stay tuned in a, a couple of weeks from now. Um, Yeah, and speaking of uh, Korean cars, uh, yes. over the next couple of uh, weeks, I'm going oh, right. yes. to head over to to Seoul, South Korea, and I'm going to drive the Kia EV9, yeah. so the large uh, all-electric uh, SUV from Kia. So hopefully by the time uh, we meet again, I'll be able to report back on that and uh, give you all the details on this uh, driving experience uh, in, in Korea of uh, Kia's all-new EV9. Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode of uh, the Car Guide podcast. And in the meantime, you can follow us on the Car Guide web uh, for all the news and pictures and to read about uh, and watch all the reviews and everything that we talked about today. Take care and so long. 
Thank you for listening to the Car Guide Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review if you'd like. Visit us at carguideweb.com for daily updates and news on everything auto, as well as weekly reviews and drives. You can also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at The Official Car Guide.